everybody this is no bs with brian susan it is christmas eve it is december 24th and that means brian and susan are here finally again reunited on the podcast for your christmas goody entertainment we have lots to talk about uh susan are you christmasy are you have your santa hat on are you eating those figs and plums and sugar fairies I don't like any of that stuff, but <laughs> I am very, Christmas is my favorite day of the year. So I actually am after we're done with the podcast, I'm about to get real festive and go to my parents' house and celebrate. Cause yeah, but this is, this is such a special podcast to be doing it on Christmas Eve. It is. It's awesome. It's now I feel like it's tradition now. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Christmas Eve. It's great. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's weird because we're both in we're both in Dallas, Texas, and for some reason, I mean, it's been like sixty degrees outside. It's been really nice, but for some reason today it's rainy and gloomy outside. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Santa and the reindeer to open up those clouds and make it a little sunny. Tomorrow should be better, I think. Luckily, right. no, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, Susan Kamyab Stevens, everybody. Brian Cluer <laughs> here, Dallas, Texas. No BS with Brian and Susan. We've got. We've got a blind watch, which I can't fucking wait to. Oh, I know. I'm talk about I'm so this. excited to talk about this. And we've but. got honorable mentions. Uh, but first, you know, we always talk about Bachelor and Bachelorette, and there's lots to there. We things have happened. Yeah. So there. So which we did talk about Golden Bachelor on the last one too. Right, we did. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So all of the all of them have ended. Mm -hmm. There was the Bachelorette, there's the Golden Bachelor and there's Bachelor in Paradise. Mm -hmm. Um and let's, Susan, what do you we'll, we'll, we'll take it away? Okay. Well, I guess first let's just we'll wrap on Golden Bachelor just because it did end and it ended happily for Gary, which I think we can both agree that we love Gary, right? I love Gary's awesome. Yeah. Gary was a wonderful choice for the bachelor to pick. He was a really great person to watch. And I think he had a really great final three. Personally, I was a fan of faith throughout the the season. Were you just anybody? I, I liked faith and I liked um, both of the, the last two people, Leslie and Teresa. You like Leslie and Teresa. I liked um, Teresa's the one that won, right? Um, Yes. So I, I like yeah. Teresa the best. Mm -hmm. I did like Leslie, but Leslie, I think th there, there was a lot to her that was very undiscovered and mysterious. And it just seemed like there was a lot of baggage and emotional turmoil mm -hmm. with her that she cannot get, that she couldn't get past. Yeah. Um, And she couldn't move forward from. And, Teresa seemed to me like she was just she had moved on. There was more in common and she just had a happier outlook on life than Leslie. Teresa, by the end of it, I was like he chose correctly. They were just they were so similar. I mean, yeah. they shared it was kind of if you probably to them, it was kismet just to have just such similar backstories and be on the same page like they could both freely talk about their spouses that passed away without worrying about 
like, because they understood like that, you know, this was kind of their second loves, but they are each other's second loves. So anyways, obviously he ended with Teresa and they're engaged and there's going to be a golden um, bachelor wedding on January 4th. Brian, are you going to watch? I'm actually going to watch. I yeah. like them too. And I will yeah. say this, um, golden bachelor Watching Golden Bachelor and watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette with you over the last few years <laughs> and Bachelor in Paradise, Golden Bachelor ruined the other Bachelor shows for me because mm -hmm. especially since they aired Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise on the same night and that watching was... them side by side, oh. Bachelor in Paradise people are so awful like this younger group of people mm -hmm. that they get it they're so not genuine they are not looking for love they are yeah. extremely annoying yeah Gold bachelor is what the show should be yeah um and even with the bachelor and bachelorette it's the same thing even when i've said bachelor in paradise was the better show yeah because it was you fun did. to watch the drama but also see more love come out of it than Bachelor and Bachelorette. But this one, it they did things in Bachelor in Paradise this season where it was just like, man, you really are fucking with people on what? live TV to be mean. Yeah. Well, I, I think they also, this was easily the worst, but it didn't help this was the worst season of Bachelor in Paradise and no couples came out of it. Any couples that were there, they're already broken up. And I, I think that you could tell this season, I don't know if it was because they just, they couldn't like the natural cat, the cast couldn't naturally just create interesting content. So they had to work with bad edits and like, like purposely editing people to be more villains and also um, like bring in stuff to stir the pot, like Hannah Brown asking like questions to stir the pot or a roast and things like that. So it just, it was very evident, like it, and, and the ratings tanked and there's actually rumors that Bachelor in Paradise might get canceled. So I'm curious, do you think it should be canceled? Is this the end of Paradise? I mean, should it be canceled? Should it not be canceled? I just think it's a mean show. Mm -hmm. um, and after watching Golden Bachelor, I it, and it's, it, it's the same shit every time. So it gets redundant. But if you don't have couples to root for, if you're just doing it for the drama, if you're just doing it to be mean, and you have these people that are on the island who are clearly not in it for a relationship, mm -hmm. what's the point? Like, then yeah. cancel it. Or if they decide to do something different with it, keep it on. But I will not be watching Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Paradise again after watching Golden Bachelor. I will only watch Golden Bachelor if it's if they keep that track up with how they do it. But I, because I didn't like Charity. I didn't like Charity, what she did on uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, I, you, oh, I totally, I don't think she did anything wrong. I, you're, Aaron S is not, or whatever his name is. I don't, I think he's a shady dude. I think he's, you, you're telling me when he talked to Eliza and all of a sudden he brought up a second woman you didn't find his explanation thing shady at all. So there's a reason thing, why they broke up right away. Right. My, my whole thing with all of that, um, which I, which will bring me to another question. Um, 
is okay so you i imagine a lot of these people who are in bachelor and bachelorette i've talked you and i interviewed somebody that was on a, a dating show on hbo yeah, I remember that. and mm -hmm. we asked like how that happened and they were like they came into my instagram and they saw my pictures and they asked me about it i didn't believe them so i'd imagine that's similar for a lot of these people these scouts are out there looking for people on Instagram and then we'll see their Instagram or their, they send an audition tape or whatever. And they, if it's that case of them seeing an audition tape, or if they're just in, on Instagram and they see it, they, they have certain lives. I don't think anybody who is a sane person, mostly it's, it's been proven wrong on, few occasions in bachelorette history only a few but no sane person is going to put themselves through this to find love like there's always an ulterior motive i think i don't think somebody who is a good catch minus a few i'm not saying like grocery store joe and a few others from that bachelor in paradise where people are still together but most of them if you're going to subject yourself to this, there's something wrong with you in looking for love. I think a lot of it is trying to become famous. And I think that's the same case with charity. But in the case of Aaron S with that whole thing coming down, the point is, yeah, I think he got his heart broken. I think, you know, he oh, falls in love really fast and then he probably dated other people, but going on the show, and you're trying to do this over the course of a week or two, why would you say anything about a past relationship? You know, like it's just, you you have such little time for this. And I know it's supposed to be looking for love. I and, mean, you're and, supposed to get engaged at the end of it. So. Right. No, and, and it's crazy within a few weeks, which it's is nuts. Yeah, it's a month long. Yeah. But nice. yeah. with that, like, I think, yes, in my opinion, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, in between that show and paradise. Yeah. I went on a few dates with people, but if he didn't say that, who cares? Like he's in it right then. And then the whole charity thing, her coming in and not talking with Aaron about it first and then talking and ganging up on somebody like, I think you're, you're not doing it correctly at all. What you're saying. I, I think you are biased because you hate charity for some reason. I do not and you're not saying the correct thing that happened. She was approached by Eliza and asked, she didn't even want to tell Eliza anything about Aaron. Right. And she was asked about it and she prefaced, she prefaced and said, this is the information that I know. Take it what you will do whatever you want to do. She did not try to tell her, don't be with Aaron. She said all, and then and it ended with her being nice to him. And then her and Aaron had a good exchange at the end. So no, I, I think they all had a good exchange, but the whole yeah. thing, I think, I, again, I think it was a you're, poor season. You're making it I, seem like Charity went in there and was like, oh, she came in there and she badmouthed Aaron and she was trying to ruin him. But so she did. So I don't think Charity had the whole story. And so she, when she came in, she didn't talk to Aaron first. She talked to Eliza and in my, in that moment is like, I would have gone, it's like, Hey, let's get Aaron in on this and he can explain it all. Cause I don't know for sure, but like, it just put, it, it, they were draw drawing up. Cause I'm sure that's what maybe she wanted to do, but the producers were like, 
talk to her first and then we can have you talk to him. Yeah, you know better than anyone how the producers manipulate that kind of situation. Right. So it's just a lot of stuff with The Bachelor in Paradise and like the whole like having Rachel there still, which I loved because nobody fucking likes that woman. Um, it, was, it was so great. Cause like just, she went in and she's like, Oh, I'm the bachelorette. Everybody's going to love me. And this nobody wanted a part of her. And then you have somebody like Braden who sucks and just, yeah, he does suck. This, all, all of them were terrible. And then, well, like, just, there really wasn't anyone to root for. That was the problem with this season. There wasn't anyone or a couple to root. I think the best person out of the season was Blake. Blake was the no, only Blake, one. It, I, Blake is awesome. And yeah. I've always like, why, why Blake? And then like you had Katie come in and that was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then, but Blake, I like Blake. Blake, either yeah, need like to not do these shows anymore or mm -hmm. he just he needs to get a new job because i have a a neighbor uh, a friend couple that are together that that's like blake's job and his job are very similar like mm. six months out of the year he's doing safaris and stuff like that for tourists and so like blake kind of has a very similar job where he is overseas and doing something for months out of the year and if you have a a significant other that's very challenging that's very hard yeah yeah yeah. So you need somebody who's that, in that yeah in that or mm -hmm. will be able to do that so i just right, think blake sure. needs to find something like that because i think blake's a good dude but that was that was the saving grace for me this season was just like i think blake got a glow up he looked a lot better they like groomed him better and then, or he groomed himself better. And he also was just like, he was to me kind of without showing more of him, but he was kind of like grocery store Joe vibes. Right. Just, no, he absolutely was. Yeah. I could have, we, if he, and I just wish he didn't like Jess. Cause I thought Jess was like, so annoying. Jess is terrible. Oh my she God. Is, Jess yeah. Is I was like, you are such an annoying little child. Like yeah. you are seriously over. She, she's just like, I didn't even get to do like I haven't done anything for myself, and I haven't like met anybody. Oh, I'm gonna go kiss Tyler. Uh oh, what Blake? You're going on a date with somebody, and you're not gonna be obsessed with me. But I love how you tell me I'm pretty. I love how you tell me I look. When good. when that happened, I was like, who, who is this emotionally <laughs> unstable and unintelligent woman? Like, how does anybody like this person? I was like seriously Blake like that's who like that just tells you how limited the beach was that he was like going for her I was like you need to the fact that he had and thank god he noticed it himself but the fact that his conversation with Katie reminded him like he had more sparks with Katie in that conversation than he's had with Jess all season right and I'm just glad that that was enough for him to be like what am I doing I need to go yeah <laughs> like, yeah no, it, it Jess was is crazy. a child and Katie's at least like a woman Right. So with all of this being said, I want to ask after the Golden Bachelor ended, mm -hmm. I I saw like there was talk online about how people were trying to cancel Gary. And oh, yeah. I was trying to figure out what was going on. There's like there was a previous relationship or like he was well, I can explain it to you, but no, no, I, I didn't yeah. believe anything online uh, because I just feel like people were trying to start shit. 
Yeah. Uh, but what, what was it? I don't know the real story. So for me, and I like dug deep as much as I could. Cause I was like, this is so for anybody who is jumping on the, like, let's go ahead. And we loved Gary. And then honestly, I thought of that quote from air when you are at your highest or whatever, yeah. they're going to, they're going to love you, you the down. highest. And then they're going to try to tear you down. down. Yeah. And it was, it was so that because literally this, I forget, I think it was THR, THR, like um, the Hollywood reporter they were clearly sitting on a scandal, not even a scandal, sitting on something to make his image look bad. And they exactly released it the night of his, uh, after the final rose finale or whatever, that just that alone, the fact that that was the case, I was like, y'all don't just buy into this. If there was really a scandal, they would have released it while the season was going on before it. Like they don't time things like that. They timed it to where this was going to be the biggest clickbait or whatever at the thing. But all it was, was that Gary three months after his wife died, he started dating. I guess he went on dates and he dated a woman that supposedly, and this to me, I'm like, well, I'm not just going to believe this woman. She says Gary let him on and they were staying in his house together. And then he dumped her. So? so yeah. So, and You're she an felt like that. she was, she was let on. And I was like, first of all, and then, so he, he only, I think responded on Katie Couric, Couric or whatever. And people were mad about the way he responded. I'm like, think about it. You guys have to put yourself in his shoes he doesn't probably even want to defend this. He's engaged to this woman, his wife died, like all this stuff. And you're trying to like, ask him about a stupid woman's like, like, how do I know what this woman's saying? Like, I don't care that he dated someone three months after his wife died. Like, yeah, we don't know what kind of stuff. I mean, they're in their seventies. We have no idea how lonely he felt, whatever. He never cheated on his wife. So I don't think there's necessarily like, we all grieve in different ways. And I don't think three months after your wife dies is that horrible to start wanting company and feeling. I don't think there's any amount of time. Like if he was out fucking uh, two days after his wife, I mean, that's how people grieve. Like you need something to make you feel happy in a moment after something so terrible happened. Yeah. There's, there are people who after they're probably after, so their spouse dies, they go and have sex the next day just to feel some of the pain or whatever. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. They they try to harp on the fact that he waited three months. Oh, the body's not cold yet. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you serious? People are nuts. And so I fuck the Hollywood reporter for doing that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was mad. I was like, you guys are obviously desperate for content. If you need to, because the other thing was that Gary had, the show had edited Gary to say that he didn't date anyone. And he had basically been, uh, he hadn't really been dating anyone until this show, but I'm like, you guys, that's not Gary's decision. How he is. He's this 72 year old man. Who's probably never been on TV. And they're like, well, we want to make your story seem sadder. So we're going to just say that you haven't really dated anybody since your wife died because that was better for the narrative. That's not Gary's decision. Like the show did that. And, And honestly, so what if, so what if he actually did date people versus that he didn't? Right. I don't, I don't care. Like, I just don't care. Yeah, that doesn't make him a bad person, in my opinion. He's still this guy we watched, 
who clearly loved his wife. There's when it comes down to it, it's very evident to me that he Tony was the love of his life and he loved her. And then now his second love is Teresa. That's yeah. that is still fact. And whatever this woman who dated him, oh yeah, on Katie Couric, he said, but it wasn't that serious because Katie Couric's like, this woman says you let her on and it was a really serious relationship. And he's like, but it wasn't. So, and I was like, how many times have we, like, somebody usually thinks a relationship is more serious than it is? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So that was, that's the juice. That's the stuff that they're trying that's to. That's what was it. So yeah, th- there was nothing and yeah. they just needed clickbait. So yeah, the exactly. Hollywood reporter for running that story on that day. That was crazy. That's so I'm, mean. It's yeah, so mean. For sure. Yeah. I'm happy for Teresa and Gary. I, he sounded like Kermit the Frog through the whole show. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and I just thought the show brought it back to probably what it originally wanted to be. It is yes. like there what there was it was funny. There was a little bit of drama. Mm-hmm. Um and I but it, it was overall it was so genuine and finding love mm-hmm. and sharing because like with you have adults on the show because most of the bachelor and bachelorette people are 21 to yeah. 27 who are yeah not mature people they're idiots yes. especially mm-hmm. in uh today's world mm-hmm. uh as you could see clearly and then when you see the adults actually having real conversations and wanting to find love and paying attention to each other and not caring about what your instagram says or yeah. being famous but genuinely being in the moment which is not the case in pretty much all of the bachelor and bachelorettes it it woke me up just like oh my god this is what really what it could be and mm-hmm. then when i was watching i didn't i didn't finish bachelor in paradise um yeah i couldn't do it i was just i was done with it i was uh, i couldn't do it anymore and i mean yeah go ahead no I, that's that's really the reason and so unless uh i feel like unless another golden bachelor happens i i doubt i would watch another one because it's uh-huh. just painful to watch and i don't i don't like it it's mean um yeah and how much such a contrast golden bachelor was and how sweet it was yeah i'm sure i don't know why they chose to air him back to back but that was like a very poor decision because yes i think a lot of people feel the way you do and i think that's why paradise dropped in ratings because normally it's one of their highest rated stuff and um people are saying probably the best decision for paradise if they want to continue is to take a maybe a year or two break let people miss the show but Mm -hmm. also when they come back they need to bring better people. This season was like they were scraping the bucket, bringing people from night one, people that nobody even knew, yeah. like from a different paradise. Like, you know, it's all this stuff because they weren't bringing in. They didn't have people like Ariel or uh, Gabby from Zach season. She was already in a relationship. So it's like they didn't have like the more like front runners that people are used to seeing in paradise or like the runner up or something. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, who are these people? Like, why do we care? And uh, I don't know. So anyways, I think, but I I think you're right. Like this watching golden bachelor and then watching paradise, you're like, God, these people are so stupid. And like, it's just, it, I think, and probably because of social media, this is the case too, but it used to be that people loved trash like that and they wanted to see the drama and the meanness. But I think 
it's that's not the case. They saw the major success with Golden Bachelor and they need to go back to the basics and either like and, and they may do that with the like, I'm still excited to see Joey's season because I'm hoping that, you know, they have been on this trend of focusing more on the the love a little bit, like starting with Zach season. And I think charity season, they were focusing less drama, more more relationship stuff, which is what I like to see. And I think they're realizing that's what brings in the ratings. They don't, people can only take so much stupid drama. And unfortunately, Paradise is mostly that, unless you have some good couples, but they didn't have any good couples. So I I would take a break on Paradise. Hopefully they do a Golden Bachelorette, which I hear they're probably going to do. But, and I guess you'd watch Golden Bachelorette. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, I think I would, I would give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. Hopefully it would be the same type of thing hopefully yeah. i don't know if they should bring anybody from the first season but um well they probably nice. would i think the talks are if they do it it would be either ellen do you remember ellen with the friend that passed away okay yeah her faith or leslie are the talks so who would you want out of those three? Ooh, i don't know i i none i would rather just have a brand new a different brand new uh, um, okay well i would love faith but I'm not, I'm not against a brand new person either though. Yeah. I'd rather mm-hmm. brand new people since it's brand new. I don't need to see the same person again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, I, I would, I would shoot for the brand new. Brand yeah. New. So that's well, we'll what see. Was. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think they want to lose their, um, their charm to their show either. So it's, we'll see what happens, but in the meantime, I think we'll enjoy Gary's wedding. Yes, uh, I'm excited for that. Um, Gary's way. I think it'll be fun. I, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, I will watch it. Um, so yeah, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Golden Bachelor talk. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. so much has happened. But let's get yeah. into this blind watch. Yes, it's a different blind watch because it's a movie that's out now. Well, um, it comes out. Well, yeah, I guess it did come out today. It's it's being promoted as Christmas Day, but it probably yeah. is out today. Um. And then Susan and I are lucky enough to be part of Critics Association. So we, we ha- we've we had the movie for quite a while, um, but we hadn't watched it and we were deciding to watch it. And so Susan's turn to pick was this time in our blind watch. Uh, Susan, what did you pick and why did you choose? I picked Ferrari because, well, and now it's just fitting that we're doing this on Christmas Eve since it is like promoted as a Christmas Day release. But like Brian said, we have been watching so many screeners and I figured why not kill two birds with one stone, make this a blind watch. And I wanted to see this movie just um, because we have the award screener. And I was like, let's see what it's all about. Also, I had heard that it was terrible. And I genuinely, I told Brian, this was like, well, I figured if I watch it with Brian, at least it'll be more enjoyable than watching it by myself. (laughs) Because yeah, I was very curious, like, what it was all about and i can i yeah well so so the ferrari movie we're talking about it's the new michael mann movie and Mm -hmm. michael mann is a director who gave us movies like manhunter which is the first silence of the lambs movie from 1986 he then did last of the mohicans he did the impeccably perfect movie heat um, he did the Will Smith Muhammad Ali movie Ali. He did Collateral with Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise. He did the remake film of Miami Vice. 
Um, and then most recently, um, Black Hat, which I don't know. If oh, which is supposed to be terrible, by the way. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So he hasn't made a good movie probably since 2004 and Collateral. Mm -hmm. um, but this new movie, Ferrari, which was about um, Enzo. Uh, Enzo Ferrari, but not about Enzo Ferrari making the car. It was like a time and like maybe the span of a few months of his life. Um, the movie itself is just about, it's about two hours. It cost a hundred million dollars to make. Um, and it starred Adam Driver, Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley, Sarah Gadon, Jack O'Connell, and McDreamy himself, Patrick Dempsey. Um, it was written by a guy named Troy Kennedy Martin, um, who, um, I, he, he's, he's not alive anymore. He died oh. in 2009. So this movie's been around quite a while. Been Wait, he dies and he died when? In 2009. Wait, the guy so, who wrote the movie died in 2009? Yeah, he wrote the screenplay. So they've been sitting on it for more than 10 years. But he wrote um, the, the 1969 version of the, the Italian job, the original Italian job. And he wrote, which is really funny, Red Heat, which is the 1988 buddy comedy movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Belushi. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's like kind of it. So, but yeah, he did write this uh, and I, they've kept it around for a long time, uh, a long time. And so like Michael Mann uh, started like exploring the movie back 23 years ago and talked with Sidney Pollack about it. Uh, Christian, Bale was supposed to be a part of it at one point and Nomi Rapace and Hugh Jackman. These were all people who were supposed to be part of this movie, but the movie itself ended up with Adam Driver and it, it's about this time in Enzo's life where he was trying to win the races of Ferrari and then there was a couple tragedies, a couple of uh, of car accidents one really big one mm -hmm. um and susan said it best when we were watching it together because this movie is not good at all yeah. and yeah. it's weird because we're going to get into this later of how so many of our colleagues love it then we'll f we'll figure out why but why we watched it and susan said the best line she said they just dropped us off in the middle of a movie with no explanation. And we're seeing the middle of a movie for two hours with no beginning or end. And it's like, oh my God, yes. I don't know who is who, what's going on. We just see a guy who fucking hates people who wants his car to win a race, no mm -hmm. matter what happens. There's there's no establishment whatsoever. You literally feel like you just walk into a mid the middle of a movie and we're supposed to know these characters. Like that's the thing. Like as if we're supposed to know them. And I and I said, dude, I added that as like, but I don't care. I don't care to know about the beginning. Like I really am like, just tell me what and you're right, it doesn't have a good ending either. It just feels like just the middle of a movie. Yeah. It's a it's a middle of a movie that kind of goes nowhere. And mm -hmm. for two hours, it's boring as fuck. With so boring. American so actors, for the most part, doing an Italian dialect that is like 
Cartoon Network worthy. It's an SNL sketch. It's like an yeah. SNL sketch. Like, I mean, Adam Drivers is like mediocre, but I mean, Penelope was good. I would say Penelope is the best thing about the movie because I, I think it was joke. We joked that like Shailene Woodley, it was painful. It was so bad. Oh my God. But so I cannot, bad. like I, it was cringeworthy that they even like moved forward to let her do this accent because it was comical and she didn't care. She didn't give a shit about this movie. Like she was like, I don't care. Give me the paycheck. Well, meanwhile, Penelope Cruz is trying to win her second Oscar, but it's too bad. She's just, it's not like, don't, don't even bother for this movie. Right. Right. Don't even bother for this movie. Um, and then you have Adam driver who I like Adam driver. Oh, I love Adam driver. Yeah. But in this movie, there's no, there's one scene that mimics a marriage story where I don't the marriage like story had that big blow up argument. And then there's that scene in this movie. Um, and it, it falls flat in this movie completely. But Adam Driver, he's with the Italian accents and just like the slow build of just him basically saying like, I want the Ferrari to win. How do we get this to win? But there's no like, it's just people, it's, it's almost like Oppenheimer. It's just people talking in rooms minus the 90 seconds we get of these two car crashes, which are terrible. They're so bad. So the car crash, the first car crash happens and it, yeah. it the, 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 video made, the video <laughs> went viral of Adam Driver being at a, at a screening of the movie and having a Q&A and somebody in the audience asked him like why are the car crashes so silly basically it's so cheesy so, so cheesy, cheesy. cheesy. Mm -hmm. and his response was uh fuck I don't go know. fuck yourself next yeah. question yeah and you know and that went viral and everybody was like on adam driver's side and even myself i was like oh my god why are people asking these questions i get it i've been in these q a's before well, and but that guy was so justified in that question after watching this movie. I would have asked the same question. Well, okay. If we're being really, really real, come on. What do you expect, guy? You really think Adam Driver is going to diss the movie and be like, yeah, they were cheesy. I would so have, I, I would have framed, well, I mean, please be upfront and candid about it. Like, yes, like. I, the guy could have phrased the movie better and you like could have just asked what did you think about the car crashes yeah, what, what, what did you think that. about the car crashes because well, they were a bit different than what we've seen before that would have been a better phrasing that right. would have been a much better phrasing because i think he presented it in a way that was trying to set up adam driver to bash the film and right. he's not going to do that he probably contractually can't even do that but seriously he's not going to do that so correct that's which, where which... the guy was stupid to ask the question it was just like dumb but he's but very justified he's Be justified in the sense that they were painfully bad especially just the first one like i mean i died laughing <laughs> no we we both did because like it's so serious and then you see the car riding you're like something's gonna happen and you see like the car kind of veer off the track and then you see like a wide shot it's silent and then you see this car fly which 
is probably 1987 CGI worthy. Yeah, it's bad. Like it does not look like it was made in this year. Or that's why I can't believe the, the film was 100 million dollars. I was like, yeah. they didn't get their money's worth. <laughs> it was. It did not look good. And then you see this dummy, like Super Dave Osborne, or just like this dummy flying in the air. <laughs> so good, y'all. Like, yeah, it, it didn't make sense. And you just see that, and you're just like, wait, what? Was that, did they just like put a Raggedy Ann doll and just throw it in the air? But the chef's kiss is literally, after that happens, like like cut straight to Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari. And he's got his arms on his like hip and he just has no reaction. He's just, he, he has this reaction of like, damn, that didn't work out. Like yeah. a, it's just no emotion, no reaction to a man who just died. Like, yeah, horrifically. What? Uh, and it, it was so funny. It was because he's just like, fuck, I lost a car. Yeah. You know, it, it was like, it's like the blazing saddles joke where it's like, we can't afford to lose no horses. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, it, it's it's like that. But it was about his car. And I was, and it was like, is Michael Van going for a blazing saddles thing here? Because like, that's what he got. And it was... <laughs> Susan and I were watching this and we were dying laughing. Like we, this was, it was, it was like, oh my God, please be the rest of the movie. And like, we're not supposed to think like this, but during us watching it, we're basically, we were, we're basically saying to each other, we did say to each other multiple times, when is the next crash and death going to come? <laughs> yeah. I was like, give me something. Well, it was just, I'm telling you, it's so boring. I have to add, this movie comes out on Christmas day. If anyone is planning to watch this with their family on Christmas day, don't. I, your Christmas will be seriously dampened by this movie right because it's it's bad and boring yeah yeah it's bad and boring but then the second crash comes in (laughs) and it's okay so the first crash is somebody driving on a on a on a practice track and he he, he flies through the air the second one is the actual race Mm -hmm. and Kind of like if you're at a marathon, there's like a bunch of people watching from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the crash happens. The, it like hits something in the road. The car hits something in the road and the car just fucking flies like a lawn dart into dozens of people. Instantly, brutally killing them and maiming them, severing their limbs, limbs and their heads. Yep eyes gouged out like it's like almost we were transported for 30 seconds into a horrifying horror movie yes and keep in mind none of this is earned by the way nothing is earned there's no build-up there's no preparation it's so random that that's what makes it like no of course this was a true story and this really happened and i feel terrible for the the real people involved but this this portrayal of it was an insult it was an insult because we say this and you see the crash happen and you see all these people get fucking taken out but it's done again like it should be long on like the hallmark channel like they probably spent ten thousand dollars doing this intense scene the car the it looks like a cartoon and yes it it does not look real it's like yeah. the CGI look like it's from the 80s and not practical at all. 
and you watch it, you're just like, wait, what? It's ooh, and you're just like, holy shit, they're going all the way by showing all the severed limbs and guts, guts and intestines and the eye gap. It was insane. And then it's followed by what Susan said earlier. Enzo making a call is like, so uh, you'll know what happened. Or something <laughs> like that. It was just well, like, okay. Well, no, he there's there's a shot where he goes to the crash scene. Right, right. He could care less, y'all. I mean, he literally isn't even affected by this. Yeah, now, you I go don't into know the car. how... <laughs> Even if somebody, even if somebody doesn't, is just that egotistical that they only care about the stuff, like somebody should have a reaction to walking around all these carcasses. Like it's, there's something, I mean, he literally, you think he was just walking in a clean park and then, and then he's just, all he cares about is like, this is not my fault. Yeah. Like, do you even care about your driver that just died? Like, yeah, no, it's crazy. And I'm reading some reviews and like Rolling Stone, said there is an unstoppable force at the center of Michael Mann's Ferrari. It is fast, fierce, and wildly unpredictable. One moment it has you in the throes of ecstasy, the next fearing for your life. And I'm going like, this person didn't see the movie or like a lot of our colleagues, which is very sad and they should have their rights as a critic taken away. They're trying to get a pull quote. Because this is not this movie. You can no. say this about other movies. Yeah. Like you can say this about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It is fast, fierce, and wildly unpredictable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not about this. They didn't see this movie. That's all it is. Like they were, they saw it and they're probably, I didn't like it, but I have to get a quote. On a quote. Yeah. And it's I just like, man, trailer. this is not fair. Yeah. 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 This is terrible. This is, and luckily I do have some colleagues that would agree with us, but yeah, like, I mean, I saw some people say like, this was so bad. Some people couldn't even finish it. And I mean, I see why. And then just to see the positive reviews and just hearing that, I'm like, come on y'all. Like, there's no way, there is no way you watch this film and thought it was fast. That is false. There's no fastness about this. There's, there's not. And how is this not nominated for Razzies yet? Razzies. Like, how is this, like this is such a bad movie like the best part about this movie was not penelope cruz it was watching it with susan and yeah. laughing at our text because i we had some one-liners in there oh i can't remember do you do you <laughs> it was so crazy um it's like i oh it, it it, I remember because there's like a couple sex scenes in the movie oh, and I was so fucking pissed that there's no Ryan did have movie. a really like I laughed out loud <laughs> from something because Brian got excited about a sex scene and then they cut it off before the girl even took off her clothes at all and it was like what did you say so you said something like let me see if I she can was find dressed it. like a janitor <laughs> or no an auto mechanic <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I did not expect that. Well, because we were obviously we were trying really hard to to like talk about whatever would entertain us. Because I mean, I'm I cannot stress how unentertaining this movie is. Like it it's so so bad. There's this McDreamy. Oh, there's some other stuff. No, it was it was crazy. There, there, there was some. We we had a good time talking about this during the movie because that that's what made it tolerable. Because otherwise, I probably would have turned it off. Mm -hmm. But 
but Susan I, and I keep uh, each other in check of watching it because we're like, we're going to stick it out to the end. This is so bad. But we were just like, we turned into like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys. Like we were just making fun of it because yeah, it was so bad. Here it is. It was like, he, he just, and it's fun because, yeah, we just like say random things like, you know, Brian's like, hey, it's Grey's Anatomy guy. <laughs> like, and, and we're talking about how boring it is. Brian's like, this is boring as fuck. And then he goes, oh, wait, sex. And that's, that's when they like completely nothing happened. He goes, boo. And I was like, that sex was boring too. And he goes, whole naked guy. And the chick is dressed like an auto mechanic. Fuck this. <laughs> it was seriously so funny. I just died laughing. because She really was. She was in like full, like matching. Like a onesie. Pajamas. <laughs> and the guy got butt naked. Yeah. And then they cut too. And I was like. This and the fact that you said that this script was written in 2009 or whatever, I'm like, did they take it and they did no adjustments to it? Like, I, I mean, it was God, like, I didn't care about anybody, I did not care at all about this story. And that's what's so sad is because these deaths probably happen, but they made a joke of it, and it's just, I, I couldn't care about anything. Like, you know what did this better? And I know you like this movie too, but Gran Turismo had a similar kind of incident that was portrayed perfectly. Yeah, and they, Gran Turismo is a good movie. Shocking. It was a good movie. It's on Netflix, people. If we want to talk about an honorable mention, I should have added that. If I did, maybe I did. I don't know. That should be the one that you watch. You want to watch a good racing movie that's fast and fierce and all that stuff? Beautiful. Great one right there. And they take a death scene like that, that actually happened, but they portray it tastefully. They don't need to show all these limbs and bad CGI to get us to feel like, do you understand the tragedy of this? Right. Like if you need to get, grab our attention by showing like chopped off heads for something like that, like there was more, I had more like sympathy and feel from the more like, subtle i don't know how how we want to describe but like when that death happens and those people spectators die i mean we don't get we don't need to see like brutally like children dying but just the reaction that the racer has to it because he survives or whatever but his reaction is so it tells us everything like we already we already feel bad but we really feel bad like yeah I didn't feel anything in Ferrari. I was like, I don't, I have to go look this up because this is so weird that this just happened. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, it's, it, uh, this movie is bad. It's so bad. And I, I'm trying to figure out, cause like there's three movies that I didn't like in this last month of 2023. It was, it, now it's Ferrari, mm -hmm. which is one of the worst movies, Wonka and uh, Color Purple. Yeah. And people are liking these movies. And again, I don't understand it. Like, I don't, I feel like it's just at least the colleagues trying to get the pull quotes. Like, I don't I, understand where it is. I will say Ferrari is a whole other level bad. Yeah, exactly. Color Purple and Wonka. Like, yeah. there's, I, I can, you cannot defend Ferrari to me. Like, to me. Yeah. I, I normally, I normally am very like, okay, to each their own, whatever. But Ferrari is like, you're lying. Like you're, there's nothing good about this movie. Like it's, a, except if someone was like, well, Penelope Cruz was a decent, okay, fine. But this is. It looks terrible. It's shot terribly. Like there's just, there's nothing. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs>
it's 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 comical. I'm so glad we we watched this together though because Me too. I really did want to see it because I wanted to know my own opinion about it and it is yeah, it's the worst. It's probably the worst movie of the year maybe. God, Susan, can we develop a website where we just hate fucking movies and try to get pull quotes from the movies that we hate? I just, like we did and, for and, and I hate to say this about the color purple but i don't get it either no it's terrible it's fucking bad the first five minutes of the movie was good no the oh yes yeah brian's actually right about that the first the beginning of the color purple is really like like, whoa here we go yeah 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 yeah. it's gonna be like west side story or something and then and and no and it's not it's (laughs) It's not terrible for two and a half hours it's the performances are good. I, I like some like people tried, but that is I'm sorry. I'm so it's sorry. Bad. It's yeah. what happens when you get a guy that's named what was his name? What was the guy that directed fucking <laughs> what, what the guy directed color purple? The original or the No, now? well Steven Spielberg directed the Well yeah, that's what you're talking about this one. No, this one. His this he's a crazy name. What is his name? His name well, that's what it is. is his, Blitz, his... Blitz Bazawu. Yeah, Blitz. No, well, he goes by uh, Blitz the Ambassador. He's oh. professionally known as Blitz the Ambassador. So there oh. you go, right there. Okay. There that's you all go. you need to know. Yeah. Sorry, but that was not. <laughs> you have that... Spielberg and then you have Blitz the Ambassador. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no thanks. No. Um, but people are liking it, which is not. No, I don't. I don't know if they're scared to not like it, but I'm here to say we are not scared to not like this move. These movies. I think that's what it is. I feel like a movie, like they feel like they can't because, and obviously the original one is great. No one is uh, saying anything bad about the original Color Purple or the story. The story is actually a really good story. This just did not showcase that story correctly. No, like, it didn't. Because because the musical numbers are so cheesy. It comes down and like all of a sudden you're just like, it just, yeah, it's yeah. Bad. I mean. It's bad. Well, it's no. it's bad. But yeah, Ferrari is a different level of bad. Like yes, Ferrari is. will probably be the second worst movie for me of the year. What's your first? Exorcist the Believer. Oh, yeah. Is it that bad? Like, how is that? That's pretty. Ferrari was terrible. No, no, so if you haven't seen, have you ever seen the original Exorcist? Yeah, I. That's why I won't ever touch a Ouija board. Okay, so this Exorcist the Believer is the direct sequel yes. of the Exorcist. You should watch the Exorcist Believer, and you will be like, "Good God, this is the worst thing in the world." It's bad. It's okay. bad. It's so terrible. I, I might. I might do it. I might you. You should. It. I. And if you want to watch it together, I will watch it with you again. I have it. It's it's right here. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> I haven't even opened it yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was scared too because the exorcist scares me. Uh this is there's nothing scary about this movie. It's pretty big that Brian says this is worse than Ferrari. So that's why I'm Yeah, like, no, that's my number one worst movie. Wow. Ferrari is a second. Uh but yeah, ex- yeah. Oh, okay. Oh my god. So Yes, don't we do not recommend Ferrari. Yeah, don't obviously. watch it. Do not please don't it. ruin your Christmas with it. And good luck to everybody who anybody who says it's good is straight up lying. If you want to watch a Ferrari movie, go rent the John Hughes movie 
Ferris Bueller's Day Off and watch the Ferrari in that movie because uh, that's better. <laughs> that is better. Well, I was going to say, um, I'm well, I wasn't actually that crazy about Ford versus Ferrari. I know a lot of people like that movie. No, I didn't was- care for that movie either. Yeah, I would say the best, even though it's not a Ferrari movie, the best, like one of the racing movies. I loved Rush. Rush. Um, Chris Hemsworth and Daniel. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. I was that's that's a great movie. Obviously, we liked Gran Turismo. Try those. Those are better. But Ferris Bueller, Ferrari. Or Ferris nineteen sixty four GT California Ferrari that they wreck in that movie. And it's way better. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which I did have going into honorable mentions. I did have Gran Turismo. Good. Good. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do, let's do um, the honorable mentions. So let's start out with May, December. We both watched this and let's talk about how May, December is the true life story of like a 30 something year old woman who uh, is a 34 year old woman. Yeah. Real woman who hooks up and marries like a 13 year old. 12 he was 12 12, he was 12 year old and golden globes and how the golden globes nominated it for best comedy (laughs) another point of why golden globes is stupid i'm sorry that's the best thing in the world i love i I, it makes me want to join the golden globes for that just to be (laughs) like nominate may december a movie with literally no comedy but a lot of painful memories and drama they yeah. nominated it for best comedy and musical and the, the parts yeah. that you laugh at in may december is not meant to be like a comedy it's just like it's, it's so uncomfortable awkward laugh. uncomfortable yeah. that's what's the funny there is no this is as bad as when the martian was nominated for a comedy there it's just yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It, but the movie itself, I think Natalie Portman is amazing in this movie. Yes. Um, I think she's the best part of the movie. I think, oh, I mean, mm, I'll say like the, the guy in the movie, the kid um, is great. Julianne Moore is always good, but I think she's forgettable. I think it's Natalie Portman's movie and the, the kid's movie in this one. Yeah. J- J- uh, Charles Melton for me. Yeah. I mean, both of them are always great. Julianne and Natalie, of course. But Charles Melton... He has a scene that you guys will know when you watch it that he he has like a discussion with uh, Julianne Moore in the bedroom that absolutely gutted me. And it is just is it's a great story. This is right up my alley of um, of movies like I love topics like this. And Susan is telling us that she's got some crushes on some 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 middle schoolers, right? No, God, no, (laughs) gross. I like it because I'm a big Lifetime movie person. I feel like this is a movie that Lifetime would take and they would just reenact the scandal that happened. They would just do the the actual scandal. Instead, Todd Haynes and well, and the writer, uh, Sammy Birch, I think is her name, but they take this and they decide to unpack the psychology of this and the people involved and tell us what would happen years later. And I just love how a lot of this is all like um, motive or whatever taken off with Natalie Portman studying this for a movie, but, and also that they're about to be empty nesters. So anyways, it's, it's just so brilliant. Like I love a good character study and that's what this is. And it's, and it's just well-performed. It's thought provoking. And oh, it's one of my favorite films of the year and it's on Netflix. Yeah. So it, it was good. I liked it. Um, okay. So Aquaman two, Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, 
Um, I didn't see it. You saw it. I, yeah. I didn't I'm not like... recommending it. I just want to talk about how bad it is. <laughs> okay. So it's bad. Okay. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, I, I, I say this like, honestly, because we've been like swimming in screeners and heavy dramas, it was a nice like palate cleanser to walk into like a mindless, stupid comedy superhero movie but we did watch this in 3d and it starts out with him like riding like a cartoon like seahorse and it looks so bad <laughs> from the start you're just like oh no and uh the only thing like it is it, in general it is a bad it's not good uh but jason momoa patrick wilson randall park and i forget, i can't ever say his name correctly yaya yada or whatever the guy from Candyman, the remake Oh yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. He's they're great. Like they're so committed to, to their performances. The villains are awesome, and then the you know Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa are like great together. So because those four are good and they're the majority of the movie, their performances will let you get through it okay. But afterwards, you still it's just putting lipstick on a pig. I mean, it's it's bad. So yeah. So do, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to see No, it. I don't recommend it. I'm just like, I mean, I would watch it over Ferrari. I'd rather, if I had to watch one over the other on Christmas, at least you'll have fun with Aquaman too. You're going to be miserable in Ferrari. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, so Aquaman 2, not the best. It's Amber Heard, like being all that Amber Heard is gone through and like how terrible she is. Is Does she make an impact in the movie? No, it's so obvious that they cut out parts of her it's very, okay that i think it's hilarious i think it's really funny the stuff they literally only put whatever was essential of her and okay. you can tell that she is cut out a lot so awesome yeah all right so now that brings us to maestro we've both seen this and i have a question for you on this i know you did an awesome interview with bradley cooper and carrie mulligan for this and I'm curious, did it change your view on the movie? Because I didn't like this movie at all. And I thought you didn't like this movie at all, except for Carrie Mulligan. So I, I told Carrie you Mulligan. I liked it when we were texting about it. Are you sure? Right, I have the text. Because <laughs> I didn't like this movie at all. I liked Carrie Mulligan, but I thought this movie was pretty terrible. I literally, you were texting me and you were like, I'm bored. And I was like, really? Like, I liked it. Because you watched it because, you don't remember, you watched it because I had posted how much I liked it. And you were like, hmm, okay. <laughs> You're, don't you dare try to say that I didn't like it. Did, Just, did I not understand Maestro? I, I mean, I was, I was prepared that you probably wouldn't like it. But I definitely, I just, I don't want, come on, Brian. I, I don't, just because you didn't like it, we definitely have differing of opinions. <laughs> and, and I had it, and for the record, I didn't get that interview until the day before. So I didn't ever think that I would get to interview them. That was purely, I watched that movie. Like, I don't want anyone to think I liked the movie because of the interview or anything like that. I, I only, I found out about the interview. I got it like the day before. So I'd already liked the movie. Okay, then who was I talking? So I I went through this movie and I was just like, man, Bradley Cooper's not a good director. He wasn't great in this movie. Carrie Mulligan was the only person in the movie that made it seem real and worth watching. But even then, it was too and far between. 
Well, and- I know that I know Brian didn't like um the movie for sure. He did love Carrie Mulligan because you did rave a lot about her. And I think she was your number one choice for best actress, too. I think so. For best actress, probably. She's really good in it. But yeah. The movie you itself I just it was all over the place for me. It was it, it was jumping here and there and i so, didn't just for the record to prove people i still have the text messages when brian started watching it and he's like about an hour into maestro so far boring as fuck he goes and he says mulligan is fucking excellent yeah and he's all bored and then i go ha ha damn I was not bored. (laughs) And and I'm trying so hard. I was like, you don't think the story is interesting at all? Question mark. I'm intrigued by the relationship. And he's like, he's no, not at all. He's gay. He's not gay. He hides it. He spares his daughter. Fucking dumb. Anyways, he talks, he talks a lot of shit. Yeah. That's great. I did say, I remember saying that. You have a lot. I don't want to read it all because he really does lay into the movie. And I, when Brian, for people, and maybe this is why Brian, I mean, I don't try to change Brian's opinion when he disses a movie this much because he has already decided he does not like this film. And I just say, oh man, LOL. How much do you have left? (laughs) Like, I mean, I just, I literally, and I try to like, I, I know I can't really change his mind. I say in here, like I saw it more about the relationship, not so much about the music, like, you know, just saying my stuff, but Brian is literally, and he has a tendency to say to us whenever we do like a movie that he doesn't like, no, you don't. No, I, I, I say, I say, I'm sorry you like it. Or something like that. But I am going to stand my ground because I have the archive of the tweet or all of that stuff. And I like the movie and that is fine that you didn't, but I was moved by it i watched it i couldn't look away i cried at the end so i genuinely liked it uh it it surprised me but and i even admitted i went into that thinking i wasn't going to like it it looked like a movie i would not like but i don't know i can't explain it it just got me no i'm sorry it got you well, so I, <laughs> I just don't want you to think that. Like, were you just thinking I was lying about liking it or something? I I could have sworn that you didn't like it as much as you said, but that's why I asked if, like, after the interviews, it changed your perspective of it, because that could happen. That did would I like it more or something? Like, if you saw something new after talking with them about it, like the filmmakers about it. I mean, uh, just the stuff that they've said. I I I feel like they have such passion and appreciation for it but oh, i'm sure they, I mean, they made it they spent a year of their life making it well bradley cooper was studying like for six years or something yeah he was like it was like hardcore for for him but um i don't know if it necessarily i think i still felt the same about it because like i said i mean i just did the interview this this past thursday and so it didn't i wouldn't say it made me like it more or less or see anything different i think i just I, I appreciate how much they cared about. I always love when the people involved in the project genuinely care that much. Right. Because, like, you know, I'd be surprised if Adam Driver was, I mean, maybe maybe he did care a lot about Ferrari. I don't know how, but, <laughs> but it's, but yes, yeah, um, I don't know. Or to be honest, I was super nervous about that interview. So it's just, I, if anything, it was like a blur more than anything else. So yeah, I didn't like Maestro. She likes Maestro. I would say don't see it. Um, she would say yeah. see it. So I would say see it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, and so Put it on the background when you're not doing when you're doing stuff, maybe it'll play better. 
Uh, yeah. And then also, huh? What? I was just on December 7th, I had made my, my Instagram post about raving about it after I saw it. And you go, hmm. <laughs> and, and I was like, did you watch it yet? Hmm. Yeah. You said, this is what's just interesting, y'all. Brian read, he saw that I had wrote, finally watched this last night. And I'm still thinking about how, mo how moved I was by Bradley Cooper's and uh, Carrie Mulligan's performance. I truly did not expect to be so engaged, but I was hooked from the start and never wanted to look away. Watch, listen, and let yourself get fully immersed in this film. So somehow Brian took that and he said, you didn't like it that much. <laughs> didn't you hate it too? Yeah. Didn't you hate it too? Come but, on, join the dark side, Susan. Yeah. No, <laughs> I just, I have to defend myself here. Cause I feel like people are going to be thinking like, Oh, Susan, you're lying. <laughs> so I guess Susan liked it. Unfortunately, I hated it. Or maybe she hated it and I loved it. You liked Carrie Mulligan. I have plenty of texts here where he's raving about Carrie Mulligan. I will say he, this. She was the best part of the movie. I liked her. I nominated her for our award show. That was his number sure. one choice, y'all. His number one choice. Good. There you, go. there you go. I agree. She was great. She is good. <laughs> Fucking excellent. That's yeah. what they're going to pull from Ryan's quote. They're going to use just that. Oh, and God, gonna please say, do that. They're going to use... <laughs> Carrie Mulligan is fucking excellent. Brian Kluger. And then that's going to be your pull. Quote. Yeah, that's that, That's it. <laughs> they're going to be like, so you loved it. So you loved it. You loved it. So I loved it. Yeah, that's what they think about Wonka from, from us now, too. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do that, apparently. Yeah, for those listening, uh, Susan and I hated wonka and we wrote reviews my my last line in my review was skip it do not watch this movie it's lifeless and cold and rotten chocolate and then susan was a little kinder with her words but she didn't like it her. i don't i don't bash as hard as brian does i might for ferrari but i don't with with certain films i can be like well here's the silver lining and i think my main silver lining was essentially what you had said which is that you know timothy chalamet and the cast does a great job timothy Ooh. i said he was charming he, he brings yeah. a lot of charm to the role and they, that's what they took so i'm real excited like i really hope that we can just write movies that we hate and like have one good line in there about something we liked and then we get quoted because because that's just funny to me like that's just it's crazy mine i think mine's more like of a reach because i just said that this is very kid friendly and that's the quote they want to use <laughs> it's kid -friendly. i was like really like that's what you would use i don't know if they're going to use it i'm sure they're, they've got plenty of better options but i'm just like i don't i don't know if that's i Sure. I, I said, yeah, y'all can use that, but. That's too okay. funny. So yeah, there's that. We talked about Gran Turismo, how we liked it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else like recently that I've watched. I mean, I watched Zone of Interest, which I really liked, but it's a very rough watch. In I watched that. I did watch it. It was very It's rough good, but man, that is un uh, unpleasant. It, it's exactly what, yeah, it's, um, I don't ever want to watch it again. It is way too sad and hard because I watched that and Origin like back to back. Oh, Ooh. did you like Origin? No. Okay. We've heard so many people and I have not watched it yet and I have no desire to, but I'm sure it's not good. I hate, and again, this is another one that I feel like, <laughs> like 
I almost feel like for the most part, Brian and I are on the same like weight. And this might be why Brian thought I didn't like Maestro. I don't know why. It's <laughs> so clear. But uh, there have been a lot this award season that we are on similar wavelengths with, except for like, uh, I guess Maestro, maybe some, I don't know what else. But well, again, the only difference too, though, is Brian hates harder. He, he, he goes to the extreme of hate. I yes. would only say right now I hate Ferrari. I don't know, you know if I why I go to that level of hate because I I go to that because it's lazy filmmaking and it's late it's lazy bullshit that's given a hundred million dollars to do in that only because I mean maybe because it's color purple and maybe it's origin or something like that we're supposed to like it because of the color of skin. But no, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. If it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie. And I want other movies that we love, like The Holdovers or like... Air. Huh? Air. Air. Air is Stuff so like that good. is not getting mentioned. I mean, Holdovers is, but not Air. And then you look at it and you're just like, oh my God, the movie Ferrari cost $100 million to make and it's the fucking worst movie of the year but mm -hmm. i i i want to call out people for making bad movies basically and that's why i call out oppenheimer that's why i call out wes anderson that's why i call out martin scorsese for killers of the flower moon because they're getting 200 300 million dollar budgets and they're making terrible movies yeah i mean i i i just always i guess i try to find i i don't want to negate the good that's in it especially if it's somebody especially if it's an actor who gave it their all i think they deserve credit and they care about it and some stuff is not like like with wonka i'm like it was just so kitty like that was what it was for me and it had so much more potential so it was more of a disappointment than necessarily like a bad film i just feel like it was just like I just, it wasn't my cup of tea, but and with origin, origin actually had a great idea. I think it was a great idea. It's just too much discussion and disjointed and it doesn't flow well. And it's like, I, I think they were on the right track and it just didn't execute well at the end. And it, I don't know. I don't and know. Like, it just was all over the place for me. So I will tell you when I didn't hate it. When, when I was in LA for the, the party weekend yeah. so many of our fellow critics loved it that their favorite movie was origin favorite. Wow. i don't understand it i mean i well, haven't seen the movie it. you should watch it and you tell me because maybe maybe you'll be like maybe you'll love it maybe i'm wrong i doubt it <laughs> I, mean, I, I seriously I doubt it I don't um, know. It, it's it's tough it is tough but it has it like i said it has a great idea the idea is great and I love what they're trying to do. I just don't think it was well executed. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it here, and you're gonna hear it from me. You're oh, gonna hear it from the uh -oh. horse's mouth. You've already heard a lot from Brian. Yeah. You're gonna hear it from the horse's mouth here. And I and I am completely being realistic and true and honest, and I'm right. And Susan can back me up or she doesn't have to back me up. The first movie we saw this year was better than 60% of the movies that are being nominated right now. Oh, he's talking about Megan. Absolutely. Megan is the 60%? better movie. 60% of the movies that are being nominated. So I'd have to see what's being nominated because if we look at the Critics' Choice nominee uh, for 
or well, actually, no, Critics' Choice pisses me off because they didn't put. I'm upset that we didn't put air in Best Picture. It sucks. I just, I don't, that, it's that's so it's, it's better than Color Purple. It's better than Wonka. Wonka's it's, not being it's, nominated. Okay, it's better than Oppenheimer. It's better than Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Um, it's not better than the Holdovers. No. It's not better than Saltburn. No. Um, I don't know what else is nominated. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. And Megan hasn't gotten anything. And I'm pissed that... Well, I mean, but Brian, Megan's not going to get nominated for Best Picture. You have I, to I know that. But <laughs> my, my point is, is that uh, that movie I don't think it's better is, than Barbie. I don't think it's so. not better than Barbie. I, I will agree with that. It's not better than Barbie. Barbie is really good. So, okay. Here are the Best Picture nominees. Okay. I like American Fiction more. I did too. I like Barbie more. Okay. Not the color purple. Nope. Okay, the holdover, so that's three. Uh, not Killers of the Flower Moon. It, I think it's better than Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, that's what I mean. It's better than Killers yeah. of the Flower. I would agree okay. with you on. Yeah. Maestro, I'm gonna disagree. It's, I like. I, so I, it's definitely better than Maestro. Okay, Oppenheimer, I would agree with you. Better than Oppenheimer. Yeah. Past Lives. Okay, so I really liked Past Lives, but I will. 10 times out of 10 always go to Megan over past lives. I mean, past lives is a very slow burn and only good for one watch. I will not watch that again. I will watch Megan probably twice a year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say that. I don't know. I'm kind of iffy with the past lives one. I, I almost feel like I'm just going to cancel it out. It could be almost dead. Even um, I think it's better than poor things. Okay. You like poor things. More I like poor things. It's not better than poor things. I will disagree with you there. I think okay, poor things is the that. better movie. And I think Saltburn's the better movie. As okay. Well. So are so are we more at fifty percent? I guess with between us, it's fifty percent. Okay. So fifty percent. So that's still saying something. Yeah. Megan should be fucking nominated. No. Allison Williams is so great. That in the visual effects in that movie are leaps and bounds better than Ferrari. Well, yeah, Ferrari is terrible. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Uh, There's a more cohesive story and entertainment value in Megan than there all there was in all six and a half hours of Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> well, and I think that's another thing that I really wish directors as we move forward with the award season. You don't stop making your movies three plus hours. That doesn't make them better than anything like at the very minimum i don't want less than two and a half hours it's not like, gonna happen though susan oppenheimer made a billion dollars i know it goes to the flower moon's gonna win awards like it's well i don't know if it will maybe lily lily might but i don't know how well i'm saying like they are there's not a check and balance system with certain directors in streaming and there should be yeah we'll have to see how that that goes and, but and i look at it like that's why I'm so harsh. Killers of the Flower Moon, that Apple gave Martin Scorsese like $250 million to make that movie mm -hmm. when they could easily give 20 movies that are better than that money to make their own movie. That's, I mean, that's, that's why I'm so harsh with it. That's fair if you want to do that. I, I just think that you, you have a tendency to not uh, even 
bring out the bright, like it, it gives some credit to whatever is good in the movie I, because you're I, so focused on just bashing the whole thing because you hated it. I would disagree. I mentioned the things that I liked in Killers of the Flower Moon. I mentioned. What did you like? I, so I did like Lily Gladstone and I liked some of the characters and I did like, I, even though it's been done so many times, I like Scorsese's way of telling stories. Mm-hmm. So I talked about how much I like that. I just, it's way too long and they're, it's very repetitive yeah. and it wasn't, he's not having as much fun as he has had in his previous movies that are about the same thing. Like Goodfellas and Casino and Departed, they all have these entertainment, funny, great moments of violence and organized crime. And in this movie, there's not that. And actually everything Brian just said about killers, I completely agree with. So sometimes I think I think that you whenever you like sit down and you talk it like that, but you know sometimes you have a tendency to just go to the extreme, be like, this was dog shit. It was terrible. There's nothing good about this movie at all. It should burn in hell. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's that's that where I'm at. Totally where Brian goes sometimes. And it's like, yeah. wait, so if you do like bring him down for a second and be like, well, wait. Then you just gave a a good analysis of the film. I just agreed with everything you just said right there. Thank you, thank you. But but you have to admit you're a little reactive sometimes. And I feel very like, much so. I am very and reactive you're just like, with my movie. Ah. Yeah, that's how that's the, my face and my sound. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he sounds like. He's just ah. Oppenheimer oh. dog shit. <laughs> like, yeah, this is why I'm in the movie. Oppenheimer at all. I can't believe it's getting anything. And it's like, well, it no. shouldn't. I'm still on that fence. All right. I am. Oh, Oppenheimer. I haven't opened it yet. And I need, I mean, I'm I mean, so happy I'm they sent it because it. this is an extremely <laughs> hard thing to find. This 4K, it's like so out of print right now. Is it? We have it. Yeah, no, we have it. They sent it to us. Yeah. But for the the pheasants out there, the the normal people, this sold out like before it came out, and they didn't make enough, so nobody has this. Like this is selling for over a hundred on eBay. Oh my god! Yeah, go. You can go look at it. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Um. It's uh. And I, I. I'm so before we vote for our award shows, I am absolutely going to watch this again because I. Me going into this movie, I was very excited. I wanted to love this movie. And I'm going to give it a second chance because I am the fucking only one that does not like this movie as much as I don't like it. And so I'm I'm look I'm not looking forward to going into it again, but I'm also am because like maybe there's something I didn't see. But yeah, I, I want to know what you think. And I'm certainly not over here like obviously you said I I told you I liked Megan more than Oppenheimer. So I'm not over here like best movie of the year. Like I don't want it to win best picture, but I liked it enough. I enjoyed it. I thought it was solid. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Like it was good. And and also though, I, I mentioned in my review, I haven't liked a number of Christopher Nolan's recent movies. So maybe that's part of the reason why this was better to me than, I mean, I hated, uh, what was the last one that like you couldn't hear anything? Oh, Tenet. So Tenet was I, I like Tenet Whoa. more but not Whoa. much, but not much though. <laughs> I didn't like, I, I if, if I'm scoring tenant, it would still get like a three, three and a half out of 10. I don't even know what was going on. I was like, I didn't even care. I was like, Whoa. Right, no, that that's, <laughs> I, we wouldn't know what was happening in Inception if it wasn't for Ellen Page's character, who mm-hmm. was new to the whole thing 
and explain to the audience what was happening. Yeah. Tenant, we didn't get that. It was just no. him going at his own speed and like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Score was overpowering dialogue. And I yeah, was just- it was yeah, it was not good. It, but I like the action sequences were crazy and like how he made it fit. I got it. And like I, I even still think probably the bet even minus the I mean, I love Patterson and I love Washington. Um, but in minus those big epic action sequences in Tenet, the best thing about Tenet was like the fan theories mm. <laughs> about Tenet, about like, wait a second. So if it's going in reverse, like when they when they take a shit, does it actually go back up in them? <laughs> like there was so much great shit unintended about yeah. that movie. But in Oppenheimer, there just wasn't and there just wasn't anything to it that impressed me. And I was like, oh, my God, really? So, but, hey, we're no BS with Brian and Susan. We're here for no bullshit. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. So we'll we'll see. I'm I'm curious when you do rewatch it. I feel like you won't change your mind, but I. I'm, I'm like, I'm toying with the option of like me recording myself for three hours, watching it no. and talking about it. Don't and even posting bother. it on YouTube. I mean, I guess you could, but yeah. Um, we'll see. But yeah, no, I don't. It's one of the best movies of the century. Who the fuck said this? <laughs> Richard Roper, of course. He has <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so it, on the on the 4K, quote. it says that one is of the a best movies. Definite pull quote. Yeah, one of the best movies of the century. Century. The cent. That's a hundred years, people. And I'm that telling you, that's not the case. No, I will say Staggering that is more like it. What'd you say? <laughs> it just says staggering. Yes. From, <laughs> from the New York Times. It's like, right, what? why this put... That could have been a negative review. That could have been a negative review. Yeah, because it's, the, because it's the New York Times. So this is what we deal with in our industry, and it sucks. It's like... The New York Times might not like, but they just said, oh, it's, can we use staggering? Because you're in, and we could say it's New York Times. Yeah. A colossal cinematic epic. I just like, there's nothing epic about it. It's people talking in fucking boardrooms for three hours. But the one of the best movies of the century, Richard that Roper, that Jesus Christ. That, I will tell you, I don't even think there is a movie this year that's one of the best movies of the century. And I liked, I really liked a lot of films this year, but not... <laughs> Not one of the best films of the century. Of the century. That's a big tell. That is. I I you can say decade. So I I went back and for 10 years, uh I did like this was years ago. Um but for 10 I think from 2000 to 2010 I did this. I did the top 134 movies according to me. Um, and I, 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 I ranked them from one to 134. Um, wow. and one of the best movies of the century. It's pretty funny. And that, and I, and that was hard just for 10 years. So I'm just, it drives me crazy. That's why I have to speak out and become very reactive because it's shit like this. And that's why I have to call out Brian. <laughs> Yeah, that's why that's what it's a, we're a check and balance system. Susan. I just have to say, I'm like, well, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> but I mean, I will agree. No, this, I mean, Oppenheimer's not even going to be in my top 10. And to say that it's I just think that's hilarious. It's out on the 4K. Like it's in print. It's I, still, 
I feel like my favorite quote from this podcast today is him reading that and being like, who the fuck said that? <laughs> who the fuck said this? That is such a lie. I mean, that's so terrible. Like that's, I mean, if you're going to say any film this year is that, I would almost argue Barbie just because it was so unique in what it did. It's very but unique. I wouldn't call it, like I said, I wouldn't call anything this year from best of the century no no i would love that's cool one i think i started doing top tens in like 2012 maybe or 13 one of those and i would love to one i don't know after like however many years of this maybe look all my number ones and rank my number ones that's kind of inspiring to do that so i so that's what i had to do i had for that it's still i think up on uh the site but i remember my my num my top two God, I have to remember this. You don't have your top two, yeah? No, well, no, from that, from that, from that year, from the that decade that I did. Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually gonna go look to see if we can, real quick, if we can do that top 100 movies. I, I'm curious if it's still there because it would be awesome if it was. Um, top 134 movies. Let's see if it comes up real quick because I'm curious. Uh. Because I think it was from 2000 to 2010. Oh, let's see. Here's a top 10 music film, top 10 soundtracks. Oh, there's a lot of top 10, top 10, 20. Oh, my God. Did I do a lot of this? What's happening? Um, I'm looking through my site, y'all. And yeah, yeah. it's I'm trying to find it and I'm not finding it. All right. Um, Let's see if I type in this. What is this? Here we go. Come up, come up, come up. It's not. Damn it. Okay. Oh, oh wait. I, actually I was found it. I found it. I found it, Susan. Okay, here we go. Just just say you're like top five at most. <laughs> All right. So I'm just I'm just gonna read out my top ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> of of oh, and, and this was from the year two thousand to two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. So my number 10 one, my number 10 best movie, top 10 movies from 2000 to 2010. Number 10 was Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Number nine was Battle Royale. Um, oh. Japanese movie. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I was thinking of something else. Never mind. Yeah, 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 sure. Number eight was There Will Be Blood. It was a pretty good movie. Number seven was Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Never saw it. Number six was Children of Men. Mm-hmm. Number five was The Dark Knight. Wonderful. Number Actually. four was Unbreakable. Um, number three was Wally. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean that came it's out great. in two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Number two was Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And number one was City of God. I've never seen City of God. Oh, the, the, my number one pick for the top film of the last decade from 2000 2010 was City of God. Yep. Yeah, I feel like like Dark Knight, that's a film of the centuries. Like those are those kinds of movies. I get Inglorious Bastards. It's just, yeah, that's. Uh, and wow. again, I might change my shit from, I mean, it's been a long time, but I was like, oh man, to say Oppenheimer is one of the best of the century. That's crazy. Who the fuck said that? Yeah, I don't know. I, now I'm just trying to look through all my other 4Ks up here if there's any like pull cool quotes of everything. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, we definitely went on like a major digression with the Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, we had fun. All right. It's yeah, Christmas it Eve. That's what we're doing. Uh we're part of it is we're in award season mode and you know, we are gonna have to vote and everything. So it's just hard not to talk about this stuff. Yeah. So we are no BS with Brian and Susan. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We love you all. Thanks for sticking with us, even in our long breaks. Mm -hmm. um, Susan, where can they find you? Thischicksflicks.com, um, City of Irving's YouTube channel, and at Thischicksflicks. Hell yeah, and I'm Brian Kluger. You can find me at highdefdigest.com, boomstickcomics.com. Find me on Wednesdays, noon till 2, on Soundtracks Radio, em-radio.com. And you can find me on the other podcast, Fear and Loathing in Cinema. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. Merry Christmas.